My name is Andrew Nguyen, and I'm currently a fourth-year med student at Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine, and I can't wait to share this fascinating case of gastrointestinal graft-versus-host disease. So the classic form of graft-versus-host disease can present with a triad of dermatitis, hepatitis, and gastroenteritis. But here we have a 70-year-old male with a history of acute myeloid leukemia who presented with just progressive abdominal pain four months after an allergenic stem cell transplant. I love this case because even though the patient didn't come in with that classic triad, the clinicians were still able to diagnose it. And that's important because this condition can get serious if not treated in time. I think the radiologist did an awesome job piecing together the patient's history and also the imaging findings to nail this diagnosis. Andrew, thank you so much for not only putting together this case, but also helping me to grow my podcast over the last year. What our listeners probably don't know is most of the material is on my website on letsreadout.com, the PowerPoint template, as well as the instructions for how to submit a case you helped me to create. So thank you so much for all your time and energy and such dedication. Getting back to your case, what I love about this graft-versus-host disease example is that it was actually biopsy-proven and that the duodenal and stomach biopsies were negative for CMV, adenovirus, as well as helicobacter. There was mucosal epithelial damage in distinctive areas of crypt dropout and glandular loss and intraluminal crypt apoptosis. Our patient had epithelial cell apoptosis, most prominent in the regenerative compartment of the gland or crypt, and this is actually what is known as the exploding crypt on histopathology and is a distinctive uh, feature of graft-versus-host disease. A hallmark of the gastrointestinal imaging findings include bowel wall thickening, abnormal mucosal enhancement, and this is most commonly seen in the small bowel and colon. Loops of bowel, as uh, Andrew's patient demonstrates, are uh, diffusely fluid-filled, and unlike CMV or other viral infections, the small bowel is affected diffusely rather than in viral infections where it's segmentally distributed. The hepatobiliary imaging findings can include hepatosplenomegaly, periportal edema, biliary tract wall thickening and enhancement, as well as gallbladder sludge. Um, Acutely, this, in terms of laboratory values, presents with cholestasis, increased bilirubin, and increased alkphosphatase. A very interesting point of chronic hepatic graft-versus-host disease is that it can actually develop strictures or a more pruned appearance similar to primary sclerosing cholangitis. And MRI or MRCP can actually have a, a lot of utility for this intrahepatic involvement. For our junior listeners out there in terms of protocoling considerations, No IV contrast would have very minimal utility as you really want to see the mucosal hyperenhancement. So potentially a late arterial or portal venous phase. And if a clinician asks about oral contrast, uh, this would simply obscure any mucosal ulceration or mucosal hyperenhancement. 
Andrew, why don't you finish up uh, with asking the multiple choice question that you created? Which of the following organs is most commonly and first to be affected in classic graft-versus-host disease? A, the GI tract, B, the liver, C, kidneys, or D, the skin? So the skin, liver, and GI tract are all commonly affected organs, but the most common and first to be affected of those three is the skin. And this usually takes the form of a diffuse pruritic maculopapular rash. Thank you so much for bringing up the skin, Andrew. The The subcutaneous tissues are certainly, um, should be included in, in your search pattern. And it, it is often a source of where we see melanoma metastases as well as neurofibromatoses. So um, checking the skin, even in, in graft-versus-host disease, is important, and it's important to know this manifestation. Thank you again, Andrew, for your wonderful case and, and all your hard work. We would love for other medical students and trainees to submit a case. So if you are interested, please visit letsreadout.com for all the sum- submission criteria as well as the step-by-step process. Thank you so much.